Matt, touch us here. WindDailySports.com. All sponsored by the Sharp app. Go to Sharp.link. Google Play Store, Apple App Store. Anyway, you can. We'll be available to you. <laughs> Oh, off to a great start. Hey, look, when it's when it's when it's us, I don't know why your mic likes to go like it'll mute. It just yeah, it's it's a it's our thing. Technical difficulties. It's just, you know. Nope. Yeah. I don't know if that's Hey, this is just it's spooky season. That's all I gotta say. I, it's spooky. Yeah. Season. Oh yeah. 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 You see, I, I'm just gonna yeah. assume that you agree with everything I say when you're muted. So I'm just. Oh, throw fair out assumption. Some... Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Even though it's that's usually the it. opposite, but fair assumption. Why not? Why make you feel good about yourself? Exactly. Uh, that's good. Uh, one week free trial. WDS one slash live week is what you can use to get the free trial. Also, link will be in that description below on YouTube. And also go to windailysports.com. Go to the Academy tab. That's where you can check out all the videos and podcasts as well. Uh, Sobe targets and touches. And the thing is, well, there's a lot going on that's different because of bye weeks. We have injuries. And the first one I just want to start off with, uh, Dearness Johnson. Like how much should we expect that? to happen again uh, for Dearness Johnson. Like that's, that's one of my bigger questions, I guess, for me is like, how, how are we going to deal with, with that and all that? It honestly, it just depends on what the end result's going to be for Nick Chubb because he is expected to return. Uh, So, you know, he, he might roll into the old, you know, the Kareem Hunt, roll and still get that volume but because you know i doubt they're gonna i doubt they're gonna sit there and overutilize chubb the week that he comes back from an injury yeah but you know it is it is cleveland they're kind of desperate right now it's a division rival they might force the issue a little bit um but let's just see if we hear anything about any sort of snap count or any sort of limitation or whether they're gonna take it easy on them um, if he does roll into that that Kareem Hunt type role, I I wouldn't feel terrible about taking a shot or two on him. It, it it's still Pittsburgh's defense is still fairly stout, so I would be a little bit worried about it, but I wouldn't feel bad about trying him. Yeah, I would not either. Um, I think you're right. I don't think they're going to primarily go to Kareem Hunt uh, exclusively because it's he's still coming back from an injury. And with how well Dearness Johnson played, again, I always. I always like to say that coaches are going to give that player at least another shot to, to just keep it going and ride with the hot hand until it cools down. So, I mean, he could come out, get the first five, seven carries, do nothing with it, and then it's Kareem Hunt the rest of the way. I have no idea, but uh, I, yeah. I do think I do think that he is going to be in line for targets early on here uh, in this oh, yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah Deirdre Johnson is one. Of course, like not the best matchup against Pittsburgh, which obviously don't, don't expect what Dearness Johnson did. On that uh, Thursday night game against the Broncos, I think that can happen again. Always a good thing. Cleveland Browns' offensive line is good, and they're healthy. So, obviously, that's always going to have some type of effect on the running game. But Steelers do have a pretty stout front seven. So, uh, it's not something I necessarily want to test too much. One thing that was really interesting as well, now that we're staying here with running backs as you're tuned into targets and touches, uh, James White done for the year. Brandon Bolden. Obviously, 
Brandon Bolden. But but hold on. Do, 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 I, do I feel like this is kind of like Team America World Police where Matt Damon? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if this work, Brandon Bolden, I think that's just a glitch in the system whenever it's like, hold on, Brandon Bolden, you're probably not allowed to talk about that guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantasy relevant now. He is a uh, pass catching back. He was able to get seven targets, six catches on those seven targets, seven nine touchdown. 54 points they put up. So there was a lot of wealth to spread around there. Uh, And that's, I don't think, going to be the same on the road against the Chargers. But somebody had to carve out that pass-catching role with James White down. Is it Brandon Bolden's? And is it good enough to make him fantasy relevant? Uh, I, to be determined, I never want to make any sort of definitive statements when it comes to a New England running back. Because just when we think it, it's going to be Bolden, it somebody like a Ramondre Stevenson or a J.J. Taylor will end up being the guy to step in to that role in that given week. You know, Belichick, we, we know he hates your fantasy team. He doesn't care. Absolutely. Um, he's used to running three and four running backs. Uh, the the only one that I, I feel confident with is Damian Harris because, like, the, the, the Chargers have been one of the worst teams in the NFL as far as their interior linemen go. So a true running back, somebody that can run like inside zone or just run traditional up the gut, one cut and go type of running backs can be really successful uh, against that uh, that Chargers front. So I, I think I'm going to go ahead and, and probably stay clear of the, the secondary backs and just rely on that, that known commodity. He's going to get the lion's share of the 20 plus you know, touches per game. So, and he's still up very affordable, six k. It's not, it's not bad. So, I think I'm just going to stay there. I'm, I'm not going to fool around with the, you know, those, those second, third, and and fourth running backs from New England. That's yeah. just, that's a, a, a disaster waiting to happen. Very, very fair. Uh, speaking of lion share, we'll go to a lion. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeAndre Swift. It just seems like any game script that guy is in, he's going to perform. Look, this is a game script. I don't know if they're going to have to, you know, pass the ball 40, 50 times kind of thing. Yeah, that was what uh, I was this, this could be a little bit low scoring. You know, this could be the, the Lions trying to just take control of the clock, all that. It's the Eagles. Their defense is bad. So I mm-hmm. expect, like, I do expect the Lions to be able to go down the field and score, but I expect this maybe 2017 because the Lions defense is good. Uh, they've been playing well, I think, at mm-hmm. least. Uh, so I, better one people think. Yeah, I, I think so. And the Eagles offense is struggling. So while this one could be low scoring, it just seems like no matter what, even if the Eagles do put up points against this Lions defense and Lions are putting up a ton of points, it just seems like either way, DeAndre Swift is involved. Uh, yeah. Is this is this a game where we are kind of going all in, knowing that he's getting the targets passing uh, in the passing game, knowing that he's getting the carries as well, even though Jamal Williams does work his way into some of those touches. But it just seems like DeAndre Swift is on the field so much that I guess this mm-hmm. Eagles defense, no matter what the game script might be, that he is the guy and probably one that we should be looking at for uh, DFS this week. Oh, yeah. I don't feel bad about locking him in pretty much any week because he's he's game script. Pretty, yeah, he's, really he's going to get really he's going to get his, you know, 10 touches, 10, 12 or 10, 12 carries. And then if they get behind, which I don't I don't really see it, that's going to. He's going to get plenty of he's going to get plenty of looks in a passing game. That's just a staple over their offense. So, uh, I have I like the matchup. Uh, I like the the situation. He's going to get plenty of plenty of usage, no matter what. Now, the thing that's weird, I'm kind of wondering about Philly because 
I need to go back through and look at it, but isn't like 60% of like, I know this is not a targets and touches thing, like 60% or more of Jalen Hurts' production is coming like the fourth quarter as far for a, from a fantasy standpoint from where they get down big and yes. they end up having to just Yeah, unload. it's a lot. Yeah, early on in games not doing well, about fourth quarter, he he starts to pad the stats. Yeah, um, but okay. it's, it's I mean, the stats enough that he's consistently been one of the best fantasy yeah. quarterback each I'm just, week. Yeah, I'm just kind no, of thinking it's, it's not a targets and touches thing. It's just something I'm considering for 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 Sunday for like cash game because he's pretty much been a cash game lock. You can just yeah, throw him in yeah. and not worry. And about I think it. should and be. Not, the, I still th- think this game as well. And you don't have to put in Smith. You don't have to put in Rager Watkins with him. I, I mean, he's pretty much a standalone. Uh, he'll have yeah. the stats by himself, kind of thing. So yeah, no, he has been. That's true. Okay. All right. Yeah, it was just a little little off on a tangent there. I just kind of was thinking about that. Um, as another running back that I'm kind of I'm looking at, and I, I want to look at the Browns injury report. But if that defensive side stays as thin as it has been, I am loving me some Najee Harris. Right. I I mean his usage is there, and you know Cleveland is Cleveland's defense in name only right now. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, they've they've had a lot of issues. They've got a a ton a ton of defensive um, injuries. So I'll, I'm curious to see how that plays out because they were they've been pretty terrible the last couple of weeks. So I, I think Najee is gonna probably shred that defense. Yeah, with his with his usage, it's just turning out to like what's the best spot to use him. You know, what's the best defense mm-hmm. to target him with? And yeah, I. I think there is something wrong with this Cleveland defense. The injury is obviously playing a, a big factor in that. But, yeah, I, I think you're right. Najee Harris is a, a pretty good one. I want to move over to receivers a little bit because I think this could be a classic. Cincinnati is a 10-point favorite. This total is only 43. Cincinnati's just going to, to be in a game script where you don't have to throw the ball a lot, and in turn, you don't need Jamar Chase T. Higgins. But I think it's just coming more and more evident in this offense like if they do beat the Jets 30 to 10, it's all going to be through the arm of Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow exclusively, and I know CJ Uzoma had a great game, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure if I'm reading here correctly in Jared's, I saw he had 36 passes and 32 of those targeted wide receivers. If I'm yes. not mistaken, and the rest were CJ Uzoma. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Uh, basically Uzoma's very touchdown dependent. Yes. So basically, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, even in a game like this, you have to look at it. Like, I know it's the classic, they're going to be killing them, get Joe Mixon in, they're going to run the ball a lot. I get it, but if they're going to put up 30 points and win this game 30-10, to guess what? All of it's coming through Joe Burrow. And Joe Burrow loves to throw to his receivers, and so Jamar Chase, I think, is in line for a big catch again. And T. Higgins, is the he's actually, I think he out-targeted uh, Jamar Chase 15. in that 200-yard game. He out-targeted him with 15. 15 targets, like, yep. This is what I'm not going to be scared away just because of the game script uh, or just the, the potential of how this game could go to stay away from Jamar Chase and T. Higgins. They're getting so much of the target share together. It is just, it would be ridiculous not to look at those guys at this point. Yeah, I feel I'm I'm good. Even if Jamar Chase gets six targets, it could be six targets, five catches for 130 yeah. yards and two touchdowns yep. against this defense. So I'm 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 not 
I'm not scared at all. Now I'm, I may take a step back on T Higgins because if I think one or the other is going to eat, it's going to be, it's going to be chase and it's going to be the big play, a busted coverage for the jets. And he's just going to yep. go down the field 60 yards. And that's just going to, going to be what happens. So I, I, Jamar Chase, I'm all over it. I was actually on it last week. I told a couple of guys in Discord they were at, you know, I told them, I was like, the the Ravens, that that, that single high man kind of hybrid over concept is not it's not being played well. Their 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 personnel are not playing it. They're not being disciplined. They got they've got bad footwork. They're getting out of position. They're surrendering a lot of big plays. And I never I did not think that even in the best of circumstances that the Ravens were going to be able to stop Jamar chase. He's, he is that good. It's his season's going to potentially end up being bigger than what Justin Jefferson did last year. And I, I'm not even sure it's going to be particularly close when it's all said and done because Jefferson didn't get started till later on in the season. Chase, you know, went from being a question mark at the beginning of the year with the, the the kind of comments to the reporters about the the football and everything to just exploding out of the gate and nobody's been able to slow him down so i'll play him every week especially if they keep underpriced i mean well he's 75 he's not really underpriced now he's appropriately priced but i'll still run him out there because it's just it's guaranteed production so the one guy i do want to talk about here as we're uh, going over targets and touches for week eight and this guy's targets have been good. It's just the quality of targets has gone down, which now I, I guess we need to kind of question a little bit. DJ Moore has never had a game where he's had under uh, seven or less targets. Um, he's had in his last, what, one, two, three, four, five, six games, he's only had one that he hasn't had double-digit targets. But it's the quality that has gone down. He was averaging about eight seven, eight catches a game in the first four weeks of the season. Now he had seven targets with five catches, 13 targets with five catches, 10 targets for six. Sam Donald's been crap, and he got benched for P.J. Walker at the end of that game. And I imagine at some point, like, I, I don't know, they said they want to run the ball more. I don't know how you can with a rookie running back that's not really doing that well. Like I, They have to throw the ball. It's just not quality. At what point now do we do we maybe back off of D.J. Moore not because of the targets, but it's just the, the quality of the targets that he's getting now because Sam Darnold is struggling. And I ask that as well because they have a really good matchup this week against Atlanta. Does it all just get corrected against a bad defense? Well, I mean, it's the thing is, they, they last week was a good matchup. The week before was a good matchup. Yeah, it was supposed to the be. Week yeah. Before, it, yeah, yeah, I mean, we got the Giants, the Vikings, and the Eagles as his last three. Um, and he didn't score more he scored 17 points and he didn't score double digits uh for dk in either of the other two so i mean they were supposed to be good matchups then uh so that's that's my concern it's not like he was going against teams that you couldn't do something against he should have been able to do something against the the giants the vikings and the eagles and he just did not produce so i i am i am a little concerned with that now I know Atlanta is historically terrible, and they've been a basement dweller as far as their defensive, the their secondary goes for a long time, and I don't expect that to get any better. But if he's just making bad decisions and making inaccurate throws, it's not going to get better. And it's 
it's not like he just all of a sudden started having these problems. People were pointing out in, in film study that Darnold was making a lot of mistakes in the first couple of weeks. He was just getting away with them. And yeah. after a couple was. of weeks of film study, yeah, he, he was just, he was making, he was throwing into coverages he shouldn't have thrown into. Defensive backs were missing interceptions. They were making the wrong reads. He just, it was a, a, a confluence of, of circumstances that kept, those interceptions and kept those bad plays from coming. And now they're just all hitting them at one time. Now I think it may kind of regress back to somewhere in the middle of what we have been seeing, but I don't think it's necessarily going to be enough uh, to, to lean on DJ Moore right now. I'm going to kind of take a wait and see approach and see if any of that's been improved. Yeah, and uh, moving on to tight ends, and then we'll wrap things up here. Uh, WindailySports.com, take a look at the targets and touches from last week and uh, going into week eight, and some of those we think were in line for more or uh, getting steady enough targets now. Uh, folks, people, Kyle Pitts is good. I was like, waiting. Kyle I knew, Pitts, you, were, I knew Pitts, you were going Kyle there. Kyle Pitts is good. I mean, like, yeah, I, I know good. he had all of that. Oh, he's a rookie. He's already – he is the top three tight end in this league. Mm-hmm. And don't tell me yep. otherwise. I know, like, George Kittle is still good. But, like, Kyle Pitts is just a freak. Like, okay, if he's not top three, he's top four. Whatever you want to say. He is the, he is a premier elite tight end in this league. And this offense mm-hmm. is starting to get going. And once it gets going, and Matt Ryan is able to have protection, he's throwing the ball well, which Matt Ryan has looked really good, and they have another good matchup against Carolina. Yeah. I'm going to love Kyle mm-hmm. Pitts because he is their best receiver. I know yep. Calvin Ridley's awesome. Calvin Ridley's really good. Kyle Pitts is an elite tight end. And that's just something that now that they've found their footing, there's chemistry now. The offense itself is actually doing better. Um, woo! I love Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is the best. Yep. And another tight end, I'll just say real quick, and then I'll let you have the floor tight ends. Mike Kosicki, uh, also getting a ton of targets with Tua. And I think that's just, that's a thing now. Uh, he's just yeah. become a favorite target. Oh yeah, that's going to continue to be a thing. I, I was just waiting on Tua to come back before I started using uh, Masardo using Goseki again. As as Goseki, and oh, I yeah, actually Mr. like the matchup I, against the Bills. I know like that's a little bit scary, but uh, I think there's going to be a lot of garbage time for Tua to to throw there. And yeah, so I see 300 yards for him and a lot to Mike Goseki. Yeah, he's going to throw the ball 50 times. Now he yeah. may have two or three interceptions mixed in with it, but. He's going to be throwing a hey, lot. That doesn't, that doesn't take any points <laughs> away from Gasicki, you know? <laughs> nope, nope. Gasicki's fine. Just just be, be careful with Tua. Now, as far as Pitts, now, I I tried, I told folks, I was like, this at, at the beginning of the season, I told folks, this Atlanta offense is going to look bad in the beginning because it is a completely different style than anything they have ever run. It's going to take four or five weeks for the offense to gain their bearings because Arthur Smith runs those 12 personnel he ran that Tennessee Titans offense last year uh, a lot of heavy packages a, a lot of passing you know double tight ends a lot of drags and and kind of digs and they run they have that one primary receiver and then they lean on the tight ends in the run game now I wasn't expecting Corlo Patterson to turn out to be the primary right. running back but that's did just not an, expect that no that's just an <laughs> oddity but now that they're they're getting used to the playbook, they're getting used to the tempo and the new style. Matt Ryan is still capable. He's he's not he's not washed like everybody was, you know, wanting to say. They just weren't running four and five wide receiver sets, and they, you know, the the tempo is a little bit slower, and they're not getting down, you know, five scores in halftime and having him having to throw it 35, 40 times in the second half. So. Pitts is Pitts is gonna go off, and he was he still was a rookie tight end, and rookie tight ends 
take a little bit of time to develop, but his he has already gotten there. Yep. So, I mean, just the fact that he's gotten it in the first five or six weeks as a rookie tight end is phenomenal. And that should tell you how much of a talent this guy is and how yeah, great and, he's going to be. Look, tight ends, tight ends thin this week. So, like, I'm, I'm not going too far away from Pitts or Gasicki. I mean, they've been the most consistent ones. Do you really want to go Hawkinson? Hawkinson? Hawkinson because of the matchup, uh, yeah. because even Foster Marneau was really great. But that's that's the three I'm sticking to. I'm not going down further than that. Like I'm not even going Noah Fant. I'm not going Dawson Knox. Noah Fant's worth a look. I, I thought he was worth I think a little he's, bit of look. It's- he's good, and I think he's been – but Jerry Judy comes back, and I think that's going to take away a little bit from him. And yeah. I just like – I like Kosicki a lot more with the connection that he's had with Tua. TJ Hawkinson is in the best matchup pretty much for any tight end this week. And Kyle Pitts is now – like he should be priced the 7K. Like he should be priced the way Waller and Travis Kelsey have been, and you're still getting him at 6,300. So that to me is like I don't want to go. I don't want to go away from that. He's he's okay. clearly like his his points to me. Kyle Pitts is is playing like what Travis what we think of Travis Kelsey usual uh, point production is. What we think of a, a Darren Waller like that's yeah. what he's doing. He's over 100 yards. Ten against the Jets, ten targets, nine receptions, hundred nineteen yards, and a touchdown against Miami. Eight targets, seven receptions, hundred sixty three yards. I think we're in line yep. for another one of those. I, you got me. I, Love I was it. just wanting you to explain <laughs> yourself. I don't feel bad. Look about at it. me. I can. Ex- <laughs> I can do it. Uh, all right, we got to wrap things up there. Uh, still, be. Uh, what did you yep. uh, go, go ahead ask that question if you got it? I mean, it's early, so the information is not going to be accurate. But if you want to ask a question this early in the week, go ahead. Uh, yeah, um, go in the Discord chat, uh, James. Yeah. So if you're not in there, Sylvia will be in there with you on the Discord chat. We're all we can all help out. Uh, but oh, yeah. yeah, that oh, is. Yeah. That is it for us. Targets and touches here. Stoby, thank you. Always a tremendous job, my friend. Even dealing with my glitchy microphone issues. That's what I get for I'm saying Brandon Bolt. It. It's like it's like Beetlejuice. I said when you say Beetlejuice three times, nothing good happens. I said Brandon Bolden three times, and nothing good happens when you do that. Uh, but that is it for targets and touches. We'll be back for more tomorrow right here, windowsports.com. Also, one week free trial, WDS. Uh, one slash live week and the link is in the description below that is it for us we'll be back tomorrow right here windailysports.com ah.